You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. After Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is After Buzz TV for Season 2, Episode 4 of Archer. Tonight's host is John Barrett. Joining John will be After Buzz co-hosts Greg Goodness and Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Archer news and gossip. We want to hear from you, too. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, John Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to uh, to After Buzz, Archer, Season Two, Episode Four, Pipeline. Pipeline fever. Uh, oh, okay. Pipeline fever. We like to test you by changing up the uh, the spec sheet for the show to see if you guys actually remember the title of the episode and how big of fanboys you are. That's I- really that's a really a uh, good idea. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was Gator going into it because who boy. The references. There's a lot of references. Um, and a lot of gator. A yeah. lot of one gator. And the possibility of crocodiles. Yeah. Oof. Woof. I still don't understand the difference. Uh, okay. Uh, a gator has a more rounded snout, and, it, um, and a crocodile's is pointier. That's wonderful. Aren't our alligators actually smaller than gators? Uh, you mean crocod- are alligators smaller than crocodiles? That's it. Uh, because yes. Yes. Crocodiles are uh, larger than alligators, generally. Um, but this isn't really what you're tuning in for, is it, people? <laughs> you don't want to hear this me. This isn't ta- the alligator hour? Um, no, that's, uh, that's my other gig. Uh. Um, that, uh, that's after Beyond Scared Straight. We'll All right. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this week's episode of Archer um, takes place in the uh, swamps outside of New Orleans, mostly. Uh, where in in uh sort of accordant a little bit in accordance with uh ISIS's new green policies, yes. more or less, Archer and Lana must save the wetlands. Yes, they must. Yeah. Uh, well, at least from my understanding of it, is right. It's so uh, this corporate entity, whatever they are, the oil the Ampeco. Uh, Am- Okay, yeah, then set it up so well, or maybe I'm just not perceiving things as well. But So they're paying them to go and stop someone from blowing up this pipeline right. in the yeah. wetlands, right? I believe that is how it goes. Okay. So I, actually, they're two unrelated things, really, is that Ampeco is paying ISIS to protect the pipeline, and the government is paying ISIS to go green. Well, there's an incentive to go green. Right. Yes. And we should clarify, by ISIS in the pipeline, we're talking the two agents and ISIS back home is... Is uh, going green in the office. Yeah. Right. Um, I imagine we're all pretty much up to speed on that. Right. Um, not a lot. I mean, not a lot happens with the going green. I mean, comedic, yes. But uh, I don't know. A lot less time uh, paid to the B story of ISIS at home, the office, going green, than they have for a lot of other sort of B stories. Yeah, the B story usually makes up a solid 40% of every script, I'd say. Or at least there's a lot of overlap. I mean, this, yes. it was so isolated. It was. I think we were talking about this earlier. It's very much a Archer and Lana episode. Yes, it's a, it's a relationship episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes little bit of a fishbowl episode. Yeah, when they get stuck on the... Where uh, you, you stick the main characters together is the gist of what a fishbowl... Yeah, in one location. Yeah. And they don't leave that one location. Exactly. Hence the fishbowl. Like like fish in a fishbowl. 
Right. It's it was like finding Nemo up in here. <laughs> um, well, so, both animated, so I guess the analogy right, works. It's, yes, that's what I was getting at, is that they're both animated. That's actually uh, what I wrote my capstone project on in college, is connecting Archer with Finding Nemo. Uh, yeah, because we and hadn't what is, graduated. What, what, <laughs> and what was your thesis? Yeah, I'm uh, interested in this. My thesis was that uh, corporate capitalism in northern Iran sometimes divulges Archer. I, I just threw, I went through a thesaurus and basically wrote down every other word. So it's exactly <laughs> how theses are written yeah. these days is going through thesauri. Mm. Right? Is that the, that's the plural. Right. Sure. Um, oh, so there was this show that was on before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about a spy. Um, all right. So, so where we, where we're at is, ISIS is going green um, out of uh, clearly, clearly the most um, superficial. Yes, way possible, which, of course, is what ISIS would do anyway. Well, it's mostly Mallory who's mm-hmm. the driving force mm-hmm. behind it. I mean, the office is kind of, they don't care and you wouldn't expect them to. Right. But Mallory, yeah, she's all about getting that, what you call it, socialist government yes. credits? Uh, it is, oh, I have it written down, freebie socialist tax credit. <laughs> yeah. For the the fluorescent lights mm-hmm. are the big thing, and the low-flow toilets. Yeah. Um, poor Pam. Yeah. Poor, fat, sometimes pretty mean, uh... Explosive bowel movements. Yeah, oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, I gotta say, I mean, uh, as much as I love going green, there's just something about, like, yeah, the toilets kind of suck. And B, (laughs) if you've ever ridden an elevator that's, like, officially certified green elevator, they kind of go slow. And maybe that's to force you to take the stairs and be healthier. Especially if it's an elevator made out of dryers, like Isis's elevator. That was a good catch. I'm surprised they don't get credits for that already. Yeah, uh, they they combined laundry yeah. procedure with elevation procedure. Not only that, I just now made this connection. Popeye was the leader in this movement way way back when we first saw uh, Popeye. He said he was turning the cleaners green, and I think that Mallory got the idea and followed suit. That's my hypotheses. We will see how that plays out, or we can we use probably the sci- won't. <laughs> or we can use the scientific method and ask. Que- I forget how the scientific method works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, I I am kind of interested and kind of disgusted in the idea of what Pam did to not be allowed in, like why she was never allowed in the women's room and why. Well, well the fact I, that she wasn't even told uh, about it. Uh. Yeah, I think it's pretty self-explanatory that as soon as she <laughs> went mm. in the women's bathroom, they decided to remove all the toilets and ban her from ever entering again. She single-buttedly ended ISIS's green movement. Yeah. Which is... So maybe, uh, to some, an unsung hero. I would, I would say she's the hero of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Because we all know Archer isn't. We all know even Lana is. There, there is no hero in this episode. There's except no, for Pam. Except for Pam, who kind of sneaks <laughs> it in under the radar. Whose bowel movements stop those filthy hippies. Yeah. Okay, I think... Um, Enough of the B story. Right, well, one thing I just want to bring up in the B story, and right. the B story pay, played such a minor role that I think it's uh, fair to just discuss it first, all right. is uh, Krieger has his clones... And Greg and I were discussing this earlier. Um, his clones look remarkably similar to the clones of the boys in Venture Brothers. Which is uh, another Adult Swim program from which, of course, Adam Reed once came. Yeah. I, I would imagine most fans of Archer, or a lot of fans of Archer, are familiar with Venture Brothers. And if they're not, And shame. if you're not, shame on you. Check it out. Um, and... Join in the discussion on whether you think this is a loving homage or just people like drawing weird clones. Yeah. 
it floating in tubes of water. I uh, fluid, amniotic fluid. I don't know. I gotta. I'm gonna. Th- I can't believe I just said that. That's a gross <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I'm gonna go with loving homage. You don't see uh, green uh, clone tanks very often. It's that sort of like powder blue, weird uh, purple mm. light sort of thing. I think maybe maybe direct homage. Yeah, I'm, I I'm hoping that it's that. That's my. That's what I want to believe. Mm-hmm. So let's I, just believe it. Yes, it was a loving homage. To the Venture Brothers, or we could sit outside Adam Reed's house. Yeah, let's, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Georgia and ask him. Yeah, uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not leaving, ever. We'll never leave you. Yeah. Um. So. So to Archer and uh, Lana, who really are really Archer and Lana in this episode, huh? Really. Yeah, I mean, their doing it. their relationship had kind of been uh, put on the back burner, I think, for uh, probably the later part of season mm-hmm. one and most of season two so far. And so uh, now we're, we're getting back to it. We're getting back to the sexual tension within. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Well, the perceived sexual tension on Archer's end and possibly the ignored sexual tension on Lana's part. Mm-hmm. The completely suppressed sexual tension on her part. Right. I think I think Archer likes to believe that he has sexual tension with any person he's with. Right, because what was his, what was his quote in this one? He, because of his awesomeness, yeah. I think is the why she would want to either sleep with him or not be over him, something to that effect. Yes. Well, it was, they were talking about their greatest fears. Um, this mm-hmm. is after Archer reveals his top three, and then. Uh, he throws on Thalana, your greatest fear is intimacy, but it should be falling in love with me. Falling back in love with me. Falling back in love with me because of my awesomeness. Because of my awesomeness. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was it. Um, also, a uh, great quote, uh, apropos of riding in the airboat, this must be what having sex with me is like. <laughs> now, I have neither been in an airboat nor had sex with Archer. Um, I think Phil has done both. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, how would you compare the two? Well, one was fictional. <laughs> um, the other was actually real. Oh, oh, you no, actually okay. have ridden an airboat. Okay. No, I have not. Uh, I have not done either. Darn. Both act- yeah, both actually are fictitious. Uh, so, just... uh, so I don't think I'm going to be able to offer more than that. I've I've never. We can only uh, speculate here and after. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and assume that it is exactly like having sex with Archer riding yeah. an airboat. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume it. Right. Uh, and you know what, Lana? I think airboats are kind of selfish. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, airboats. They definitely seem selfish. Right. With and seem like a lot of fun. And running over, they run over manatees all the time. They do, yeah. but they're so much fun. I, I mean, mean everyone, everyone, they are. Isn't that just regular boats? I think you're unfairly classifying airboats as the things that run. It's over easier. An airboat will run over a manatee. <laughs> a a, a real boat will bump into a manatee. I have actually been on a boat that hit a manatee once. Shame on you're, you. Yeah, I'm a horrible person. You're going to. Puppy hell. Oh, actually, I don't know. actually, the it was it was probably a manatee that was gonna. You know, this is a long story, and it's just proof that I'm a horrible, horrible human being. That manatee was gonna die because it was too <laughs> far, too far north in the winter, and it was just it was gonna freeze to death soon. So it was. Maybe you know, we were putting it out of its misery, okay. as it as it were. Maybe at like it was two it, miles an hour. Never mind. I'm not. Even, I was gonna say. You know what? That was. It was spreading its uh, whatever better traits. It was uh, getting acclimated to the cold weather. Uh, you, so that way saying... manatees can spread. <sighs> and instead, you killed it, thereby killing evolution. I mean, we didn't kill it. Uh-huh. You fucked up the divine plan. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry, God. What was a pleasurable experience of riding a boat <laughs> turned into a horrendous death? Yeah. Again, again. That manatee didn't die when we made contact with it. It was still alive as we backed away and went another way. 
Um, so I didn't kill it, as far as I'm concerned. Is that the sound of me killing a manatee? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, man. That did sound familiar. <laughs> That's rough. Um, Can you imagine if everything that died made that sound? I don't know why that just popped into my head. I think I think I'd be able to handle death a lot better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that though, no, that that's tragic. That's just a tragic, tragic sound. Speaking of tragic, I think we have the single most tragic moment in the history of this series so far in this episode. Which is? Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about. Are we talking about old Dan and new Dan? We are talking about old Dan and new Dan. Oh my God, those poor dogs. Now both my dogs is dead, as the uh, redneck airboat purveyor. Uh, he was strangely dressed. Yeah. Oh, no, have you been to the South? That's how everyone dresses, Phil. I hope not. I mean, I got I got the hat, the Confederation hat. Confederate flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, um, 150th anniversary of the Civil War starts this year, so... Nice. Heritage, bust not out. Hate. Bust out your uh, your old stars and bars, people, and let's uh, let's get a mud wrestle going. Hmm. That's what the South does, right? I'm not being a total cultural elitist or anything. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's the saddest moment in the series so far. Yeah, is well, dead dogs and dead dogs in general are just tragic. The golden retriever effect. Yeah, I think. I mean, we all cried at Marley and me, right? We right. did. I, what did the guy even say? I mean, his southern accent was so hard. That did, 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 yeah. If you're going to get, uh, let's see, um, Archer offers him a bribe uh, to which he says, the only way that this will help you is if you use that money to purchase a time machine, go back in time, and be the first person to reserve the airboat. Mm-hmm. So he, that guy's got some morals. Yes. And I gotta say, if they're gonna spend that much time, yeah, he is very weirdly dressed, right? If they're gonna spend that much time on the character design and give him that brilliant of a line, I think he should pull a Popeye. I think he should be making a lot more future appearances. I agree with this sentiment. I, I want to see more I, of him. Yes, I want him to be hired. Right, as their airboat guy, airboat, uh, airboat consultant. Well, he can make he can make airboats. He can make helicopters. He can make what else? Yeah. Uh, Jean shorts, apparently. Yeah. Oof. What about jetpacks? Uh, uh, he, I, I don't know if they'd be jetpacks uh, per se, but he could make like a hover pack. Yeah. He definitely, he's definitely a ISIS. Get on it and hire this guy. I, I think he's probably someone you want on your team, except that. I just realized this now as we're talking about it. Now both his dogs and his airboat are dead. He has nothing. He has he, he has, has his Confederate shed. flag hat and his jean shorts. Yeah. And his shed. That's plenty. Uh, Men mm. have gotten by on far less. All right. I'm just going to, well, for <laughs> what we've taken away from him, he is by far the most tragic character uh, in the yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. That's why he needs ISIS to help him out. Yeah. Which I think, I think. Come on, Adam Reed, throw him a bone. Yeah. Throw, throw your f- fictional character a bone. Throw your poor redneck guy a bone. <laughs> but, oh, no, that don't remind him of his dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> <get> sad. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was a, that was a moment, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of movie references in this one, too. <laughs> So many. So many movie references. Um, that we're unfamiliar with? Yeah. I, so, um, after Buzz listeners, you're going to need to c- help us out on this. Is Gator the better movie than White Lightning? I don't know. Haven't seen him. We have no reference for it. We have no point of reference, so we need the after Buzz listeners to let us know, is Gator superior to White Lightning? I think lives hang in the balance of this one. I mean, Jesse, what do you got? Yeah, which one? What is IMDb? What, yeah. what do we got for ratings on IMDb? Yeah, IMDb is ooh nothing. Mm. Oh boy. IMDb is um, mathematically proven to be the only way to tell. About or movies. Rotten Tomatoes, right? Because they have numbers. Or asking a friend. 
That's just one man's opinion. Yeah. And and our friends are stupid. Yeah. And totally. No, they're stupid. Well, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb is just a lot of one man's opinions uh, put together. Right, but which is what you call <laughs> statistics. <laughs> That's, yes. Yes. Um, Actually, I remember that from my high school textbook. I opened it up to page one. <laughs> it said statistics. A lot of one man's opinions put together is statistics. Congratulations, you've graduated. And <laughs> in, in fractions and percentage form. Right. Exactly. Um Oh, and then we have the uh, African Queen right. discussion. And good God, who did he reference uh, that Lana's haircut looked like? Oh, oh, I had I wrote it down because it was awesome. Uh, Angela Davis had a love child with Sweet Lou Dunbar. Who are these people? Jesse, can you look that up for us? Well, I, I need you to repeat what you wanted me to look up. I just put because I was busy, but White Lightning... Overrules Gator Online. That um, Archer's going to have a thing or two to say about that. <laughs> when it comes to the forums, I'm sorry. Oh no, the the forums are statistically and mathematically correct. That's mob rule. So, all right, now who do we want to look up? We're looking up Angela da- if <laughs> Angela Davis and Sweet Lou Dunbar, and then if you can take those pictures and put them in a baby generator thing, <laughs> and then. Mm, Magically make this so that we have video and show all of our listeners. Yeah. You can do that, right? We'll upload a photo after the show we'll, when we archive it so you guys will be able to see. Oh, it's going to be – you're going to be impressed, mm. I imagine. I, I'm going to imagine that that's just two people with afros. Probably. But it's probably going to be funny. Um, I'd also like to uh, make the – Embarrassing admission that I've never seen the African Queen. So for all I know, Archer's recap of what's going on in that movie totally accurate. It, it is. It's just that Catherine Hepburn isn't the African Queen. Okay. The boat is called the African Queen. Humphrey Bogart is drunk the whole time, and Catherine Hepburn's being a jerk to him. So it's basically it's pretty close. Yeah. And they're all getting malaria, and they're Nazis. There are Nazis. That's the difference. Okay. Um, and that's it. So if you've seen this episode of Archer, you've seen the African Queen. You don't need to see it. <laughs> don't even. If anyone tells you, you say, no, I know, I get it. I, I know it is about. There's it, a big gator at the end. Yeah, I get it. It's kind of like Citizen Kane with uh, the Family Guy reference of like, it, it's a sled. It's a sled there. I just saved two hours. <laughs> all right. Uh, and there are no boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, in uh, Citizen Kane or... In either. Yeah, that's no fun. So we don't need to watch either. What's the point? (laughs) They made movies without boobs at some point. Archer also not only displaying an encyclopedic knowledge of Burt Reynolds' titles, but Mm. also goes into uh, the racial, I guess I'd say, improprieties, uh, faux pas of Hollywood. Right? Yes. Oh, well, what was it he said? Well, it was. I wrote one of them down. Amos and Andy were white. Right. Which, a lot more wrong with Amos and Andy yeah. than just them <laughs> being I, white. I think my favorite line was I'm pretty sure Tonto was a Jew. <laughs> uh, which will. Uh, Jesse, can you look up uh, if Tonto <laughs> was a Jew? Just type that into Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> That's how Wikipedia works, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's more Google hype. No, no it's ask than. Jeeves. Ask Jeeves <laughs> if Tonto was a Jew. Jeeves is still a thing, right? Yeah, sure. He's still around. Yeah, he's, he's somewhere. He's still kicking. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tonto was a Jew. Um, yeah, really, really good. He's surprisingly pretty, like, cultured mm-hmm. for such a dumb, dumb, dumb person. Well, I've met uh, I, we John and I have a mutual friend. His name is Tyler. I won't give out the last name, but uh, very cultured, but pretty lame. Yeah, but but not dumb. I think Greg knows Tyler too. Do I? Tyler knows you. Uh oh, Tyler yeah. S. It's one of those situations. You worked with him at um, IT. And, All right, and yeah. he wore suits. Suit okay. kid. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Tyler and Archer, same guy. <laughs> Tyler loves to drink. Loves and and is a an incredible spy. 
mm-hmm. just an absolutely incredible spy. He can get you the most useless information you've ever needed <laughs> in your life, but ask him to do something worthwhile, he falls through. Nope. Speaking of useless information, uh, I have a confession. I know, like, all of the alligator attack information from, like, 2001 to 2005. So you have a phobia? Oh, my God. I was so scared of alligators. And I lived, like, 2,000 miles away from where where any alligators were. Well, they could come up through the toilet. Yeah, I mean, they were in the sewers in New York City, so I guess I was closer than that. But, but yeah, that struck me as very, actually very believable, also very shocking about Archer. Yeah. Oh, let's run down Archer's uh, list of fears, Oof. because one of my favorite lines is, here I am uh, wading through a mile of my three biggest fears. Yeah, that's a really... That's really poetic. Yeah. For for that's Archer. Deep. That's a really like that's a Yates line. <laughs> but yes, his three biggest fears, which remarkably similar to my three biggest fears, uh, I gotta say. What, all right, what are they? Uh my biggest fears are um brain aneurysm is actually number one. Uh-huh. Okay. Actually. Um blood coming out of places where blood doesn't belong. That's number two. Okay, I could see why, knowing John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all know my history. And, uh... Okay. Is that the drum roll for my number one biggest fear? Or number oh, three biggest yeah. fear. Uh, I always used to, like, be terrified of sharks. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have any big letdown sound effects yeah. in the studio? Yeah, because that was really, really... You built that up for nothing. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> That's my fault more than yours, so don't like feel Your bad. Your fears suck. I'm kind of awesome and not afraid of anything. Mm. Except brain aneurysms, like, really bad. Yeah. But Archer's three biggest fears... Way uh, more awesome. I mean, similar to yours, but I think more awesome because they're coming from Archer. Mm. What do we got? Uh, alligators. alligators, crocodiles. Crocodiles. They're close. Are they cousins? They are. Bas- yes, they're cousins. Okay. They're the same thing. We just get the whatever. They're no, the same thing. Uh, we discussed this. Crocodiles have pointy noses. I think great, you're wonderful. That up. I'm, I'm not. All right, and number three, brain aneurysms. Brain aneurysms. Which. He provides some pretty well thought out justification for that. I was I wasn't on board when he first said it, and then after he explained, I was like, "That is kind of terrifying." Right now, it's you know on my list of fears. Yeah, I mean, as as someone who used to go to a lot of Mets games when I was a kid, uh, you know a lot about those because uh, John Olerud, former first baseman of the Mets, used to have to play in a helmet, like in the like in the field. He had to play first base with a helmet on. Which was terrifying. Hmm. Um, like anyway. terrifying for the audience members, or terrifying for uh, me as a six-year-old, right? Thinking about it. Hmm. All right, so here we go. Archer lays out his three biggest fears, hmm. right? And then no, he's laid out his three biggest fears after their airboat has been destroyed, and now they are on the pig launcher, which is an awesome name for a thing. I. Jesse, can we look up if that's real? Pig launchers. Because that's... Been, we've been really putting them to work today. <laughs> I feel bad. The past couple of shows, we're just like, uh, we, don't need the, we don't need to know that. And now it's all this pressure. Well, here's the thing. They gave us a lot to work with them. This is a lot of stuff that I don't know. Yeah. I was in over my head with this episode in terms of knowing things. Right. And Again, John's a smart guy. I, Kind of. Kind of. But, um... Yeah, so he reveals his three biggest fears. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Well, I mean, uh, just speaking to John's point, John's the kid who reads all the books we all pretend to read, like James Joyce. Um, I don't even He's know. He's an infinite jest graduate. Yeah, but so's Phil. Uh, yes, but but you've read all the books. You've probably read all the Shakespeare's and all that. So I, I mean, I've... So I, I hold you accountable for not knowing most of these references. Yeah, but you just named three... You named a, a two novel, or you named James Joyce, and uh, two authors of fiction. Because I'm dumb. <laughs> and, and a novel, and uh, that doesn't really have all that much to do with what a pig launcher is. 
Mm. I'm sure it's in those books. But Jesse, yeah, a pig launcher is a Y-shaped funnel in which um, you pig it, it basically to inspect uh, pipelines and gauges, which are known as pigs. Well, the more you know. <laughs> so Adam Reed did some uh, research. Was he trying to teach us? I think perhaps I, about the environment. I think in a subtle way, he's trying to teach us all that it's important to know where your natural gas comes from. And, and that, that going green is not that good. Yeah, and going going greens. Is <laughs> and that whales are a good source for yeah. clean burning lamp oil. Exactly. Which I didn't know. I'm a little more enlightened after tonight's episode. Right, right. So uh, Japan and Norway are onto something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kill them all. <laughs> and let <laughs> the whale gods sort it out. Or in what? your case, you just kill all the manatees. Right, and I'll continue running over. Maybe manatees are a source of very, very clean-burning wo- uh, lamp oil. Well, did you, like, ring it out for lamp oil after? Someone must have. You're worse than the people who killed all the buffalo on the plains. We're clearly sport. not going to get sponsored by PETA anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. I didn't kill all... All right. It was... I didn't kill its baby, and what? At least you tell know. me this. Were you drunk like Archer? And I did wasn't you driving the boat, so that I don't see how that's relevant. But yes, we were all wasted. You're an accessory, then. Uh, you can still go to jail. If, all right, if this was if this was in Southern California, uh, Ca- Carolina, South Carolina. Okay, which it wasn't. Uh, the hand of one is the hand of all. You kill one manatee, you kill. No, that's not what that meant. <laughs> that means if you were on the boat with someone who killed a manatee, then yes. But this, there are no manatees in South Carolina except maybe in a zoo. We were in like Central Florida. Right. When we went on this manatee killing spree. So I, don't I mean, when we hit this one manatee and did, totally didn't kill it. But you guys were clearly drinking and using dry ice as the ice. Uh, um, I hope that was to John, not me. No, I think that was to your silly joke. No, no that was to killing the manatee. Oh, yeah, I see? What's up? This is the song that was playing when we killed the manatee. (laughs) This is the theme music for what you did after the manatee was dead. Um, So, all right, well, (laughs) speaking of all this... I took that to a really dark place. I'm sorry. Speaking of all this manatee killing, um, it just reminded me of Lana in her uh, heyday of wanting to be an extreme, or was an extreme environmentalist. Yeah, we found out how she got her job at ISIS. Which is by uh, not being afraid of the gun. That Mallory was There's pointing at That forty-eight Magnum, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a big gun, is the point. The, she wouldn't have a face left, is what, is what Mallory's getting at. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't, uh, she she. And what were they protesting, fur? There are, yes, fur is murder. That's uh, uh, kind of a cliched line, no? For protesters, what do we think? Just like yeah, but this was in the early. This was clearly in the early days of the movement. What with all of the long hair and afros. So historical, right? Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yeah, we're getting a lot of history tonight. Yeah, it was really an informative episode. It was like basically we watched an episode of Reading Rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Yeah. I, I, we might as well have anyway. Well, we learned about uh, chemical reactions between right. dry ice, dry and, ice water. and water and alcohol in the brain. Yeah. Well, also yes. Well, for those who didn't know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, interest. Funny story about dry ice. Um, What's that? My uh, my cousin was once uh, play- shooting hoops outside of their house, and the mailman dropped off a cooler, like that had been mailed to them. That was. Uh, Filled with Omaha steaks, right? And he goes and he's, you know, all sweaty from playing from playing basketball. And he goes and he sticks his head in this cooler <laughs> and burns his face. Ah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, Hilarious. On uh, the su- sublimating dry ice, which incidentally, some more information for you. Uh, when a, um, a thing, when an element goes from uh, its solid form of matter to its gaseous form 
That's called sublimation. Interesting. Jesse, look up dry us for us. What is more the, you know? We we need to research this. Yeah, and carbon uh, carbon dioxide, which is the element the. Oh my God! I can't remember the word for this. What? The stuff that makes up dry ice. The molecules. Yes, uh, that's yes, more or less can only be liquid under uh, incredibly high pressure. All right, Jesse, what do you got for us? And he just basically said it. <laughs> wow! Congratulations. It's a solid form of carbon dioxide. Yeah, and it only, which only exists in two forms of matter, regularly on Earth. I have to ask before we gloss over it: Does your friend have a face left, or my cousin? You met him, yes. Yes. Okay. He doesn't. Okay. He didn't like burn his face. It doesn't like burn your face. It just hurts like hell. So was Lana's reaction to sticking her hands in? Well, dry she ice? actually touched the dry ice. He, he stuck it. his face in it. He he got like the freezing cold vapors of it on his face. Uh. He didn't like stick his face in the actual dry ice itself. Ah, uh, okay. he's not stupid. He's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So is that, I mean, a better way to cool beers or I, The problem is that it, it drops to well below the freezing point of beer. Like, your beer is going to be frozen. Hmm. Mm. So tip for all you beer drinkers out there who are keeping it in coolers so that you can go sit at a pig launcher, what you should do is take normal ice and put salt in it. Because the salt will drop the freezing temperature of the water and thus cool your beer faster. That's, Learned that uh, on Mythbusters. That's typically also if you're hiking or in the mountains. Uh, yeah, that's what you do to keep your water, if you just have normal water, from freezing. Mm. So, yeah. So, again, the more you know. Hmm. We got we to gotta have Rich make a bumper. That This is a very informative show. Yeah, I mean, well, you know. Normally it isn't that informative, I think. Yeah, it's just that today I feel like it's all being brought out of me by all the new information I've been given by Archer. Yeah. About alligator attack. <laughs> possibly. Possibly. I, we, we, we'll keep working on it, but I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right, so what else? So we're sitting there, and we finally learn about... I was actually disappointed that we didn't learn Lana's real top three fears. Yeah. It's kind of kind of a... I don't know. Not necessarily a letdown, but but just instead, I was kind of curious. Well, Archer Archer poses a hypothesis that's not totally uh, out of line that she's uh, afraid of falling back in love with him. Maybe a little bit of truth in that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, her her violence to the reaction indicates, or her her reaction to that indicates that maybe there is some some issues with it, right? Yeah, I'm not a psychologist, but. Uh, that whole sort of, no, 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 yeah. no. Methinks the lady doth protest too much. Very nice way of putting it. I like that. That's but sad. then what's the other two fears? Uh, Not having a baby. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that she's baby crazy so, a little indeed. bit. And um, yeah. probably intimacy, probably... Probably intimacy. Well, after Archer. After Archer. Right. And Oh, she's Cyril. afraid of, yeah, leaving Cyril alone in her apartment, but that's a moot point. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's yes. She has trust issues. Hmm. Well, caused by Archer. Yes. And Cyril also well, as well. Mm-hmm. Recently, but yeah. initially started by Archer. Yeah. Yeah, that Archer guy, man. And then, uh, so eventually the tree... Tree beard, Josh Gandalf. G-A-A. Gandalf, which amazed they didn't make a Lord of the Rings reference at some point in this episode. I know, you'd think, and they do that. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot. Yeah, jerks. And here they have Gandalf. Gan- it's right there. Gandalf. How do you not take the shot? No. Oh. Maybe they wanted us to do it. Maybe he has faith in his audience that they'll. Do it themselves. I don't no. know. All right, what do you? What's your best? Uh, what do you got? What my best uh, joke for it? Or stab at it. Uh, Gandalf the Gay. Bam! You are such an incredible writer. You should be hired now. Yeah, yeah. Adam Reed. <laughs> All right. Wow. Clearly, that someone hurt. disagrees. 
That hurt, Jesse. <laughs> Craig, I hope you have something better. What do I have in return? Uh, I think probably, oh, what, is he going to throw a hobbit at us? Something to that effect. Something to that effect. Well, both, Jesse, give us your opinion. Was that lame or not lame? Wow. Yes. So. Wow, I get the prices right fail. <laughs> I really done gone screwed up. Um, done goofed. I'm too. not even going to attempt because I clearly don't call myself a writer. But shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you both. Yeah, we're gonna we're probably gonna go home and just. That is our special segment next week. I want you to come up. We're gonna okay, go we'll come up with a bunch of Gandalf jokes for you, Phil. We'll just write like ten pages of Gandalf jokes next week, and we'll open with that. And you are going to be so glad you made us do that. I will. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I really want, I want the top you three hear us? You hear us, listeners? Tune in next week for Gandalf jokes. All right, well, let's make this competition. For anyone listening, uh, send us your jokes to info at afterbuzztv.com, and we'll read the best ones out loud. And uh, you know what? We, we, I don't know the prize yet, but we'll think of one. Uh, depending on where you live and what we can do for you, so nothing solid promise, but we'll we'll get you something nice. So get a uh, get on it, get on it. Are we? Are they still competing with us? Because I would sure oh, yeah. love to win a prize if my joke <laughs> is fantastic. Like I I am still writing ten pages of Gandalf jokes. All right, you you can, but you're only allowed to give us the top three. And yes, you're allowed to participate. And uh, Buzz, our mascot, who's a dog, he will uh, he will judge. How he will judge, I don't know. Maybe we'll just throw the papers on the ground and put food on them, and the first one he goes to is the winner. <laughs> yeah, that is... Uh, that yeah, is, I like it. All that, right. That is the writing process. That's, yeah, that's how, that's how I write. Mm-hmm. I, that's, and it's been a you know, winning formula so far. Yeah, I mean, like on Frasier, they used a cat, but... Yeah, it, it, it shows, you know? It yeah, shows in the, exactly. in the scripts. Um so back to tree, beard, hippie, Gandalf. Gandalf. Josh, T.A. man. Yes. We, that's the uh, big reveal of the episode, of is course. That he's is that the... Lana used to know him, both a uh, professor and a lover. Yes, she knew him in the biblical Only a teacher's sense. assistant, never a teacher. Yeah. So and I'm technically not boy. illegal. Though if but... I had to choose between uh, being with Lana in the bedroom and being a professor versus a TA, I think I would go with the former. So I, I don't Boom. I don't think that he got the raw end of that deal. That's right. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. I made the manatee joke. You get, you get one. Uh, I was going to say something about uh, going raw deal, uh, which well, means doing it without a condom. Well, uh, in the words of Archer, just a tip. Just a tip. Nice reference. Nice catch. There you go. I okay. also would have accepted a candy bar condom reference. Mm. <laughs> that too. Next time. Uh, yeah, that just reminded me. Archer's just the tip of the day. I want that to co- like come back stronger on Twitter. Yeah, for those of you uh, who are following uh, Archer's character on Twitter, he has a... Codename Duchess. Codename Duchess. Uh, he has a thing called Archer's Just the Tip of the Day. Yes. Which, of course, reference to tip of the day, but also throwing in a little Archer with uh, just the tip. And it's brilliant, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Well, so what, are, what What was today's? Uh, they, ha- they don't update it as regularly. They used to update it as last season was winding down. They updated it daily. They haven't been... Well, let's sit on it. Yeah, Archer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. codenamed Duchess. Jess, can you look up the latest one? Yeah, it's uh, it's the Twitter username is codenamed Duchess. Mm -hmm. That's Dutch, like the Dutch. It's Duchess, like the name Duchess. D U C H E S S. All right. While he's looking that up, let's uh. I guess let's sort of wrap uh, up on Tree yeah. Josh, man. Oh, um, my goodness. His – the it, exchange between him and Lana where he's talking about how he's going to fight until America gives up all of their things that he needs them to give up. Bigger houses, bigger cars, bigger food. So 
like never. Mm. And then his God, that's depressing. Really wraps up environmentalism in just such a nice little nutshell. Because yeah. it it really is depressing. Because, but I like how they brought it back with. Uh, what is I think my favorite Lana line so far if you like the collar you're going to love the cuff a reference of course um, to her down south hair right her up top hair he makes a reference to saying I like your hair and uh, then she proceeds to allude to what's going on down south is that a mini skirt that she's wearing is that what you would call that most of the time she was in like combat gear this time, but yeah. like usually she's just wearing like a weird sweater dress. Yeah, then very very high heels. Also, mm-hmm. I was gonna i I didn't want to point this out because I thought it seemed pervy, but was there a little bit of bush coming out of the top of her jeans in the old version of Lana, or was I making that up? I don't know. I'd have to uh, check that out on you like, are TiVo sick, or something. Sick mother. I I wouldn't be totally surprised. Is that? Are you asking me? No, it's at it's code name Duchess. Sorry, we're no still one can lo- see what I'm referencing. We're still looking <laughs> up. You'll the never know. Theme. That's the magic of radio, people. Mm-hmm. Is that you can't see what I see, and you don't want to see John. And you don't want to see me. <laughs> Actually, that's just, not true. You just turned to stone. Well, I'm you know so what? I, was, I I will say this though. Last night we had uh, our special correspondent from New York, Mari Fagel, here in studio for our Jersey Shore show. She's here for a week, and uh, I was so close to getting her here and being nerdy with us and watching Archer and having her comment in on it, Um, this girl being a very hot girl, and seeing um, I was going to make her wear provocative clothing (laughs) to see if you guys would sweat bullets while doing this show. Absolutely. uh, Without a doubt. I mean... Have some faith in us. <laughs> Damn. I, ha- I, I have faith that you guys would have uh, sweat- show. I mean, awesome. I'm sweating bullets now just because it's warm in here. But, may- yeah, I'd sweat more. Yeah, that's what would happen. Up, oh, do we got something, Jesse? Yes, his last tweet said, <laughs> A-J-T-T-O-T-D. Archer's just the tip of the day. Oh, there you go. If the face is red, raise the head. If the face is pale, raise the tail. I can't remember if this is for shock victims or babies. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes. So if you are in need of tips for life in general. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I want to just come. Remember, there is such thing as too much lotion. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you, codename Duchess. Mm-hmm. Words to wise. Yeah. And, words to live by. And speaking of words to live by. Uh, Archer wraps us up in this episode with a pretty good quote uh, about Lana getting dinner and jazz and laid, and he gets mosquitoes, no beer, and not laid. The story of our lives. <laughs> well, your guys, it's not mine. Oh, yeah, because you've got a lot of beer. That's right. Boom! Well, yeah. Budweiser sponsors uh, yeah. c- celebrities very well, and so... Uh, Although I'm not a celebrity yet, <laughs> well, we will be. We'll all be. I got. I so want Mar in the studio. I, she would have been hilarious. She would have gotten you guys drunk. She would have made you guys take shots off her tits. It would have been amazing. Wait, and you guys would have been sweating bullets. Call it right now. Okay. Can we? Can we, can we get this? All right. <clears throat> why don't Why don't we go to a commercial? Yeah, and let's then do that. We'll, we'll call Mari uh, <laughs> as we're doing our news because she is a uh, news correspondent. Want to find out what the AfterBuzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. You mean it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the AfterBuzz. 347-855-8269. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's oh, trying to kill him, so it justifies fun. it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> the wig! 
Boardwalk Empire, Desperate Housewives, Glee, Gossip Girl, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, True Blood, The Walking Dead, Big Love, Jersey Shore, The Oscars, Celebrity Rehab, The Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. So, uh, so we're back, and it's time for us to do our uh, special segment, News and Gossip. Okay, uh, today we're going to deal with uh, the, the, the sort side of side projects, projects. Side projects that of are the various on. cast and members yes. of Archer. So first off, uh, busy man uh, right now, we got H. John Benjamin, who uh, is the voice of Archer. Um, he is currently doing an animated series on Fox called Bob's Burgers. May have seen it Sunday night, part of the animation domination lineup. It's one of the two non-Seth MacFarlane shows, mm-hmm. and the only non-Seth MacFarlane show on uh, Sunday nights that isn't The Simpsons. That is stunning logic. Thank you. I, I like it. Thank you um, very much. Yeah, he he's the voice of Bob, the main character, uh, and I haven't really read too much about specific comments on his voice acting in the show. But uh, show itself, mixed reviews. Um, and just an update, Mari is not uh, picking up her phone. She's having way more fun by having an actual life. It's it's good. Pretty girls are my kryptonite. So I, I promise we'll get a really hot girl in here one of these days, and uh, she'll do the Archer show with us. And Great. I will not say a word. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, so he's got that. Anyway, Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen two episodes, uh, the premiere, and then the second one that they aired right after that. Uh, Mesa Mesa for me. Wait, that's Table Table. Um, <laughs> okay, okay is what I was going for. The CSC. I, I have only seen uh, last week's episode, which I actually quite enjoyed. Yeah. But it was, uh, he, you know, he in an interview just said he's doing the same voice. For this, he does the same voice for Archer and for Bob, but he says the way he's acting when he records them is different. But that doesn't matter because you can't see him. Right. Um, yeah, it's. I don't think it's uh, John Benjamin has a pretty extensive record as far as voice acting goes, and you never really hear any sort of wacky changes from him. You know. No, it's. You know, it's H. John Benjamin, which I'm totally fine with. He's got. He's got a voice. But we're finally going to be able to put a face to that voice. Well, people who haven't seen him on Human Giant are going to be able, and uh, Parks and Recreation, yes, are going to be able to put a face to that voice. Come this uh, summer, summer on Comedy Central with H. John Benjamin has a van. I think they're just calling it John Benjamin. Oh, okay. Has a I van. thought I read it as H. John Benjamin. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but. From what I'm reading off of Deadline, which for those of you who don't know, Hollywood uh, blog, sort of on the par with Variety and Hollywood Reporter, industry news stuff, uh, they're saying it is going to be uh, a slight parallel to Borat in that it's basically John Benjamin going around the country in a van and doing sort of man-on-the-street interviews with different interesting folk. Yeah, it's supposed to go along with their it's the fake it's the fake human interest story show to the fake news of the daily show and Colbert and fake talking head style show of the Colbert report. And the Onion and uh, fake sports, sports news of uh, Onion Sports Dome. Yeah, Comedy Central really going for the fake, fake. sort of genre spins. Yeah. So that that's what H John's up to. Um, Ms. Uh, Aisha Tyler, the voice of Lana Kane. Uh, as we may have mentioned in the, when we were discussing the uh, Adam Reed interview last week, but not in great detail because details were sparse, is working on a live action spy show called Thirteen, which is um, uh, based on a graphic novel, I believe. Jesse, do we have that uh, video clip? I mean, you're just going to hear it, folks. A real show, a spy show. Well, a real spy show is what he said. Yes, I am. So, can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. What? Graphic novels, those are graphic novels that are huge, nice. and about 25 million copies sold, and, um, 
and uh, and it's really cool. It's so funny because I'm doing like a comedic fun yeah, show. Yeah, and, and that's very show. serious. I'm really into like action is just my genre. Like I love blowing shit up. So um, I play uh, a former military ex uh, Secret Service, and she is a special security attaché to the president. And uh, the, the guy 13 is a guy who was shot in the head, and he wakes up and he doesn't know uh, who he is or who he was before, and he finds out that he was an assassin. And more serious. It's very serious, and he he goes back trying to kind of figure out who he was and what he did. And I uh, played this woman who used to be his lover, and now I'm helping him. And you don't know if I'm helping him because I want to or because I'm keeping an eye on him. Nice. Okay. You know, and then and then and then shit blows up. Of course, which yeah, we which all is my love favorite to see. Thing. It's just, yeah, like uh, right yesterday. You know, so, uh, so that's what thirteen is all about. We should uh, also mention it. Shit blowing up. It uh, it stars Stuart Townsend, who has apparently been in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Queen of the Damned. Mm-hmm. So I'm not uh, super familiar with his work. Yeah, neither am I. I remember the name. Can't put a face to it. Um, but that's interesting. She says action is her genre, and she proves that by including 24 and CSI in her credits. Yeah, so, I mean, Archer and now this 13 thing is definitely just sort of... Carrying uh, on the tradition of spy crap. Yeah. Where stuff blows up. Exactly. <laughs> and finally, in uh, Archer cast news, Chris Parnell is uh, starring? I Details are sparse. This is just an IMDb sort of thing uh, that I stumbled across. But he is going to be starring in a movie called I Just Want My Pants Back. Uh, the movie is in post-production right now, which, again, for those of you not in the industry, means that they shot all of it, uh, and they're just assembling it together right now. Um, but it is a movie, the synopsis on IMDb was just the most vague thing you could have ever possibly put together. Um, it was something to the effect of 20-somethings living together. Actually, let me pull it up right now. I do have that. This is the synopsis for I Just Want My Pants Back. It's about young 20-somethings who try to make a life for themselves in New York City. Although they haven't quite found their career paths yet, they find they're, and this is a quote, pretty good at dating and enjoying their carefree life. End quote. Well, like sex in the city. Yeah. Well, you had a better description, sex in the city. I, I didn't have that description. That was Greg. It sounds like sex in the city, but with young gay men. Uh, which I went on to say is, sounds exactly like Sex in the City, except that in Sex in the City, those young gay men are played by old, old straight women. Right. Um, well, in, in just talking about the plot, I know it sounds boring. I mean, I hope it's not terrible. But the, a lot of these, like, sort of uh, more uh, critically acclaimed movies, they tend to have terrible uh, hooks. And a yeah. hook is, like, something that... When you see when you see on paper, it's like, oh, that's the movie I want to see. Like uh, mm -hmm. one of the movies we we are doing, it's called Serial Buddies, and it's the first serial killer comedy. Mm -hmm. And so that's the hook, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, whereas this doesn't have that hook, but still could be a very good story. I'm just yeah. gonna go out on a limb and say that the actual plot revolves around someone losing his pants at a sex thing. Yeah, I mean, probably. I have the feeling that this is not the official release on what this movie is about. This is probably some guy who's like, well, I'll write the description. I got a cousin yeah. who worked for a thing once about 20-something. <laughs> or it's that Tom Jane movie from Arrested Development where he just wants his kids back. Now who's making obscure references, John? Me. Me. Yeah. I am. I am the one who's I have almost, almost no idea what you're talking about. Me neither. I just said things. <laughs> okay. Just strung together a bunch of sounds. Were they words? No, probably not. No. Anyway, that's our uh, news and gossip section, I believe, for the week of whatever week this is. February 18th. That's it. That's the one. 2011. The one. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, I mean, I don't really have that many predictions, except that I'm pretty sure that next week we get to get some backstory on Woodhouse. Super excited about which that. Which is going to rule. Again, to quote the panel that we saw, uh, Woodhouse has killed more people than cigarettes. Which is awesome. Uh, maybe not a prediction, but what uh, to recap what we're all hoping for, more of the airboat rental redneck. 
Oh, God willing. And more Popeye. More Popeye, yeah. Those more are... obscure secondary characters. That is what I hope for. That's what I hope for as well. All right, guys. So now, uh, that's our show for the evening. We are wrapping up. Thank you for listening. This has been the Archer Afterbus Show. And don't forget our competition to find the best Gandalf joke. Yeah. Write some Gandalf jokes, people. And mail them to info at afterbuzztv.com if you dare. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.